And as well, I have a couple of uh, quick announcements. Um, the first announcement is, I don't know if you know, school's going to be starting back really soon. So uh, on August the 10th, the first day back at school, the youth, uh, we have a tradition that we go to uh, Barone's Pizza. It used to be Stevie B's. We go there all the time on the first day of school. So we'll be doing that as well. Uh, August the 17th, wonderful Wednesdays are back. So Pastor Sam's uh, world-famous Bible studies back. Youth and kids will be here. Um, dinner on Wednesday night starting the 17th is going to be um, at 515. Um, then Bible studies at 6. On the 17th, we also have our ice cream social uh, at 6.30, which is always so much fun. You'll notice there's a rose on the altar today. Um, the ELC had another baby born, and that is Charles Edward Teddy Watts. Uh, parents are Blake and Lindsay, and big sister Eleanor. So we want to give a big congratulations to them. Um, you also notice the flowers here. Uh, these were in memory and in honor of Mike McCartney, and that service was uh, on Friday. Um, so also I want to let you know, um, on August the 14th, uh, that Sunday morning in both services, we'll be praying for all of our kids, our youth, our teachers that will be going uh, back to school. We want to pray for them that morning. And I want to say a big thank you to everyone that brought back Salvation Army uh, stockings. I know you saw them probably in the hallway. There are piles of them, so it's really awesome. Thank you for helping so many kids in need. And thank you to everyone who helped with the Christmas shoeboxes as well. I've had a few people say, I forgot to bring back my Christmas stocking. And because uh, you knew they were due today, right? I have a little secret that Christmas is not until December. So if you still have it, we're going to give you a little bit of a pass. Bring it as soon as you can. This is my last announcement, and I'm going to get in trouble for it. But Liz Barnes and Grace Kelly are here. Would you just hold your hand up so everybody sees who you are? Just do like a little, yeah, there you go. They are leaving tomorrow to go to Auburn. So, um, we're all going to miss you so much, but we're going to pray for you too. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we pray for uh, Liz and Grace Kelly. We pray that you will bless them at college. We pray that um, they will be a great example to others. We pray that you will keep them safe, help them learn, and just bless everything that they do. Um, we pray for all of us here this morning, God. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. you please be seated I'd like to welcome you and I extend my welcome to those who are worshiping with us by live stream today hello and I hope that you are having having fun wherever you are and worshiping with us we feel connected to you and I hope that you feel connected to us as well we are at the point in our journey where we give our tithes and offers offerings and I want to remind you to give online continue to support your church because we got a lot of things going don't we pastor andy our, our missions team and our our welcome outreach team and our children's program and our music is our music not fabulous we have a, a lot of reasons yeah we have a lot of reasons to to keep on supporting our church and to, to keep on mission and i hope that's just what you'll do i i want to um at this point, uh, just kind of make, make you aware of kind of what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. We have, you may have received a letter in the mail. You may not have gotten one yet. You may have received a survey, or, and you may be wondering, what in the world's going on, Pastor Sam? Um, we, are, we are at a point in our denomination and in our church where we are coming quickly to uh, a crossroads, and we have to, to take take one fork in the road or the other. So our church, along with other churches um, in the United States and around the world, will have to, at some point, decide if they're gonna stay with the United Methodist Church or unite together with another denomination. And we are, we're kind of at that time. So you may not have heard anything about this, or you may have heard a lot about this. If you haven't heard anything about this and you've got a lot of questions, then you're probably at a good spot because if you've heard a lot about it, you may have to unlearn some things that you heard because you might have heard the wrong thing. So over the next uh, several weeks, we're going to be in an information gathering, uh, prayerful considering phase uh, where everyone can get their questions asked and answered and everybody will have a voice and get to speak up. In uh, our church newsletter, there's a link to a survey, and we're going to have paper copies of the survey, too, starting, uh, starting this coming week available for everybody that wants to fill out a survey, because we want to 
answer the questions that you're asking. Uh, we don't want to scratch in places that's not itching, so to speak. We want to give you a chance to ask whatever questions, and we'll do our very, very best. The, we have excellent lay leadership at this church, and we have an excellent staff, don't we, right? But, oh, okay. I was really fishing for a round of applause, not really. But honestly, we're all gonna do our best to get everything out there to be completely transparent and above board every step of the way. That's, that's our goal. That's just the right way to do it. Um, we could just stick our head in the sand and just pretend that this is not happening and say, why, do, why us? But we're not gonna, that's not the right thing to do either. We're gonna do this the, the right way. We're gonna do this in a way that, that shows integrity for this church and this congregation and gives us a chance to say um, what we wanna say. And then at the end of this, at the end of September, to say uh, we're gonna go forward in a way that fits what our mission and ministry of this church needs to be going forward. And that's, that's our goal. And between now and then, you're going to have lots of time to ask questions. Uh, if you're watching this by live stream today and you think, well, you know, how am I going to hear about all of this? We're going to have a series of three speakers on Sunday nights in, in the sanctuary, and they're going to be live streamed. So you can, you can do, you can ask your questions that way. You can fill out your survey. If you can't be here on a Sunday night, you can you can watch our speakers and get that information. We'll do everything possible to get the information to you. Sound good? All right? Everybody all right? Some of y'all are fanning. Some of you smiling. We're going to do this the very best way we can. And in the meantime, in the meantime, keep supporting your church because we, have, we still have our missions. We still have our ministries that are going on because that's what our mission is. Don't get less involved, get more involved. And tell your friends, well, like, oh, well, you're going to be talking about controversial stuff, so I don't want to be in that. No, don't, don't think that way. Get more involved. Don't get less involved, right? Ask more questions. Don't, don't hide. Don't pout. <laughs> you just come and talk. We'll talk, okay? And we'll, we'll, we'll do everything possible to make this like it needs to be. Let's pray. God, you've, you've been so good to us. Uh, this is such a wonderful body of, of believers. The ministries of this church are, are just so great. We want to continue to follow mission and to focus on you. But Lord, we've, we've got to deal with issues that we, we probably would rather not deal with. Um, but we're still going to do it because we want to do things the right way and we want to be true to what you've called us to do. So God, uh, respecting every person and respecting every person's different point of views maybe and loving each other uh, no matter what, we move forward. We give our tithes and offerings. We give our service and our love to each other and we reach out to others in your name and we ask, Lord, that you would take what we give and that you would bless it and make it a blessing to others in Jesus' name. Amen.
please be seated. I want to invite you to, um, to take time to join me in prayer. We love to hear about your prayer concerns if you have a request. We have newly sharpened pencils in the back of your pew, in the back of your pew rack, um, thanks to uh, an anonymous person who wouldn't want me to say your name. But you can, you can fill out a prayer card and drop it by the, um, the office, put it in the prayer box, hand it to me or Pastor Andy. You can send us a request online. We have a prayer team that meets every week and prays over all those requests. We love to hear answers to prayer. We love to hear God's sightings and what God is doing great in your lives. Share those with us too. And we will pray and celebrate together and cry together if we need to. Uh, and sometimes do both at the same time. I look at these beautiful flowers and, and it kind of makes me want to, uh, to, to smile and, and be sad at the same time. Have you noticed all the blue and orange flowers in this? It, just, it isn't because uh, Liz and Grace Kelly are going to Auburn, but Mike McCartney was the biggest Auburn fan ever. And he had already talked to Benny Campbell, who's also the biggest Auburn fan ever. And, and now we've got two Auburn students, and now we've got blue and orange flower. So that kind of makes you uh, have a tear, and laughter through tears is good, too. So we'll pray together. We'll pray for each other. And join me now as we pray. God, we turn our attention to you, which means we turn it away from ourselves, away from all of the regrets that we have over yesterday and all of the anxiety we have over tomorrow. We turn away from our sins, Lord, as we confess them to you because we know that we fall short of your glorious plan for our lives. We know that we leave things undone we ought to have done and do things we ought not to. We know, Lord, that we have bitterness in our hearts sometimes that we need to let go of. And we know, Lord, sometimes we just put our big foot in our mouths and say things we wish we could take back. So, God, you are gracious and your, your loving kindness endures forever. So thank you for that. Thank you for even redeeming the worst parts of us and the messes that we make out of our lives. God, we know that as we pray today, there are people around the world that are praying in situations that are much different from ours. We pray for those who are refugees in war-torn countries, for those who are having to worship in secret because they're, um, they're not allowed to worship in public, for those who are worshiping in hospital rooms and nursing homes and, and from, from the bed at home because they can't get out anymore. And God, for those who are hurting and grieving in any way, we lift them up to you. And God, we pray that as we worship together today, when we open your word, that your word would open us all the way down to the heart and that we might take with us today something that will make us grow in our faith. Teach us to pray, Lord, the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our children are about to go to children's church with Miss Catherine. And so I'm going to ask uh, you if you're going to go to children's church, join Miss Catherine and Pastor Andy as they make their way out. And the rest of us are going to sing our hymn of preparation, which is number 349. It's a really kind of a short chorus, so we're going to sing it through twice. It's Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Stand as you're able and sing as God gives you the breath.
And Ezra and David, we do thank our God for every, every song you've ever sung. Where are you, David? Uh, he's gone. He's already gone. Um, but we are so thankful. And, and um, JT, you're just going to have to find, uh, I, I mean, I'm putting a call into Josh Groban this afternoon. Maybe he'll return my call. I don't know how we're going to find uh, somebody that sings this beautifully. Uh, but we are thankful. And I, I'm, I'm thankful for uh, Mrs. Kelsey Tankersley is the new choir director at the Donahoe School in Anniston now. So, you know, when you have the best, they just excel and they just sometimes fly out of the nest. But uh, anyway, we're so proud. So, so proud. Um, I want to invite you to turn to Luke chapter 12 with me today. Um, we're going to be looking at Jesus' words in verses 13 through 21. The words will be up on the screen for you. You can follow along there. You can listen, follow along. If you're following along at home, we're going to be using the new international version today. Um, Luke 12 verses 13 through 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was a kid, um, my, my mother took me one, one day with her to the beauty shop um, because she didn't want to leave me at home. For some reason, she thought I might get trouble just by myself at home. So she took me with her to the beauty shop. Now, a, a little boy doesn't necessarily like to go to the beauty shop with his mom. I, I didn't because it, that, that permanent solution smelled in the 1960s. I don't know, maybe it was stronger, maybe it's mild down now. But it, it smelled bad, and there was lots of, of people in there yakking. It was kind of like Truvy's Beauty Shop on Steel Magnolias, you know, just yak, yak, yak. And it was no place for a little boy. But it was right next to my Uncle Jake's farm. And Uncle Jake's farm was a paradise for a little boy because he had tractors, he had cool things, he had a barn where he had all of these things. He was a big hunter and trapper, and he had, so he had like raccoon pelts drying everything, and one, one time he trapped a bobcat, and he had a bobcat in a cage in his barn for a while, and now he took the bobcat and released it and everything in a, a safe place. 
that was the first time I understood fully that a bobcat is not a here kitty kitty kind of cat. Just in case you wanted to know, I mean, I ran from that barn so fast you, I, I, because that was, that's the meanest looking thing. Anyway, he also had famous coon dogs. And when I say famous, I mean uh, two of them were champions and got to be buried in Coon Dog Graveyard. Any of y'all know where Coon Dog Graveyard is? Are you sure you're from Alabama? Um, it would, you need to go and see it. And, my, and you can't just have any old Coon Dog buried there. Uh, and my uncle's got two. But I digress. Mama said when I left the beauty shop, you can go and anywhere, but don't go near your Uncle Jake's coon dogs because they'll bite you. These were not friendly dogs. They were serious, all-business dogs. And there was a big sign up there, beware of the dogs. Did I beware of the dogs? No. And I thought, those dogs, are they've got a chain on them. I mean, what have I got to be scared of? And then I discovered that my ability to estimate how long that chain was was off just a little. I never was good in math. And I got, I got dog bit on the back of my calf running away from my Uncle Jake's coon dog. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It scared me. And I, cr I cried. And there was no way I could hide it from my mama because it ripped my blue jeans and it, it broke skin. And I had to go get a tetanus shot. I didn't have to go through the rabies shots or anything like that because the dog was kept. But I did have to get a tetanus shot, which was enough punishment for me because I don't like shots. Um, the moral of that story is warnings are there for a reason, aren't they? When somebody says beware, you probably ought to beware. And warning labels are there for a reason, because some dummy knucklehead like me didn't pay attention and got hurt. That's why warning labels are there. I found a website recently that had some warning labels that make you scratch your head and wonder, okay, what person made this warning label necessary? One, I'll share a couple of them with you. One was just on a wheelbarrow, just regular old wheelbarrow, and it said, warning, not intended for highway use. Okay, I'm trying to picture that, but uh, I guess you have to have the motorized model for that one. This is one of my favorites. This one's on a baby stroller. Warning, remove child before folding. Any of you moms ever had a bad day, got distracted? And, uh, anyway, okay, last one. This one's fun too. This one's on a dishwasher. Warning, do not allow children to play in dishwasher. I can almost imagine that happening, right? Baby sister needs a bath, you know? So somebody, somewhere, made those warning labels necessary. And they were necessary because somebody did something they weren't supposed to do and got hurt or hurt somebody else. So warning, beware, watch out. Sometimes I think life ought to come with warning labels, just life itself. And maybe that's, maybe that's what Jesus was doing because Jesus did give some warnings, didn't he? 
I'll give you a couple from the Sermon on the Mount. Everybody's heard of the, you haven't heard of the Coon Dog Cemetery, but you've heard of the Sermon on the Mount, haven't you? Yeah, okay, just make sure. Here's a couple of warning labels Jesus put in the Sermon on the Mount. Beware, he said, of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. How are we going to know them, Jesus, if they're disguised? You know them by their fruits, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 15. False prophets who might look a certain way from the outside, but the fruit, you know, their, uh, their fruit doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like. And, and we know that the fruit of the Spirit is, is love, joy, peace, patience. But if a prophet has a message that looks like hate instead of like love and first John 4 7 and 8 says if you don't know love you don't know God so anybody whose message looks like that might be dressed like a sheep but they're a wolf beware beware Jesus said and you say well whew, you know I'm not a prophet so that doesn't apply to me but we're not off the hook right Listen to this other warning from the Sermon on the Mount. It hits all of us. Because if you're in this room today, if you're, if you're participating in this live stream, you're doing so because you kind of want to follow God and you kind of want to, at, some, at least in some respect, live a life that is godly. And Jesus says, beware to all of us. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. This is for everyone. In other words, if you're going to do a good deed, don't do it just for show. You know, don't do it just to be seen. It, yeah, come to church, but don't come to church just so everybody can see you. You know, to be like, like you're going to be the one that got worshipped instead of God. Why would Jesus say beware? Well, why are warning labels necessary at all? They're necessary because somebody did something the wrong way and somebody got hurt because of it. Warnings. Warnings can really be a sign of love, can't they? Because God cares for us enough. God loves his children enough. He doesn't want us to get hurt. So therefore, watch out. Beware. The gospel lesson this Sunday from Luke 12 has a warning label. Watch out, Jesus says. Watch out. This is the context of Jesus' warning. Somebody in the crowd, there was always a crowd following Jesus around. Somebody from the crowd in verse 13 came up to Jesus and said, Master, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Is there anything that makes people fight more than things like that? money and stuff you know grandma left a a tea pitcher and a rub board and and everybody's fighting over it it doesn't have to be a lot but you know now why would they come to Jesus because in Jesus's day it wasn't uncommon for a rabbi to have people come to them to to give a ruling right to to sort things out in a dispute but here's what Jesus said Man, I'm not getting mixed up in your family squabble. I'm not being an arbiter between you. Uh, people fight over money, don't they? 
don't they? Are y'all still with me this morning, don't they? Fight over money, crimes committed, friendships destroyed, marriages break up, families get where they won't speak to each other, all because of money. Maybe money ought to have a warning label on it, right? You could put it right next to, in God we trust, warning, right? And maybe the warning would be what Jesus said in Luke 12, 15, warning, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, all kinds of greed. Why? Because, well, a person's life doesn't consist in the abundance of possessions. Watch out, children. You could get hurt. Watch out. I'll bet y'all know this, this passage of scripture, and I want you to say this out loud, okay? Uh, sometimes I might ask a rhetorical question, but I want you to say this out loud. I want you to finish this thought. The love of money is the root of all. Yes. And sometimes it's misquoted. Sometimes it says money is the root of all evil, but that's not what the scripture says in 1 Timothy chapter 6. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And it goes on to say that in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. Warning, warning is there because somebody did something and then somebody got hurt. Somebody misused something and it got, and somebody got hurt. And Jesus goes on to tell a parable to illustrate this point. His parable, the parable is just a, a small story with a big point. His parable is sometimes called the parable of the rich fool. See, there was this rich guy and he was a fool. Was he a fool because he was rich? Well, no. There's nothing wrong with having money. It's just your attitude makes you a fool or not. So here is what we can learn. Learn, children, from the parable of the rich fool. Why was the rich man a fool? Not because he prospered, but here it is in a nutshell. Because he never saw beyond himself. That's why he was a fool. A life that only is focused on itself and never sees beyond itself, a life that is surrounded by self is a life that's incompatible with the ways of Christ. A life that is self-focused is anti-Christian. So look at this parable. If you don't believe me, just, just look at it. Let's look at it again. You'll never find a parable that's got more I, me, my, mine words in there. Just listen to it. I'm going to kind of emphasize it to, to, to show what I'm talking about. Um, what shall I do, he said, after he had an abundant crop? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger ones. I will store all my grain and my goods. I'll say to myself, you have much, plenty of goods laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. I, me, my, my, me. It never crossed his mind that his abundance could be a blessing to somebody else. It was just him. Philippians chapter 2 tells us to let the mind of Christ dwell in us. In other words, think like Jesus thought. And it goes on to say that Jesus, although he was equal with God, he emptied himself. He gave himself 
he gave himself to the point of, of the, being crucified on the cross for us. He gave everything. And instead of giving himself, the rich fool hoarded everything to himself. Instead of blessing others with his abundance, he turned his abundance in on himself. And instead of a blessing, it became a curse. Because God said, tonight your soul will be required from you. Let me give you a John Wesley quote. I mean, what kind of Methodist preacher would I be if I didn't give you a John Wesley quote every now and then? Y'all ready? You look ready. Okay. Here's what John Wesley said. Money never stays with me. It would burn me if it did. I throw it out of my hand as soon as possible, lest it should find its way into my heart. I throw it out of my hand as soon as possible, lest it find its way into my heart. Watch out, beware, beware how you live. Beware, Jesus said, of all kinds of greed. Doesn't that imply that there's more than one kind of greed? More than one kind of greed? Just think about the crowd that was following Jesus that day. Some of them would have been greedy over having lots of possessions, but most of them in that day, in the first century Palestine, they most, most of them would have been living day to day right so there are other kinds of greed though I want you to I want you to just kind of think about this and and ruminate on it with me could it be that the people in the crowd that day could have been greedy over God's love mercy and grace here's what I mean by that in the the crowd where Jesus was speaking that there would have been a lot of people that, that were greedy over wanting all God's love, mercy, and grace for them. It's just for me. It's just for mine. And we understand the word greed if we kind of drill down to the bedrock of the meaning of the word. The meaning of the word is, meaning of the word greed is aggressive covetousness and a desire for advantage. Aggressive covetousness. A desire for advantage. The idea that there's only so much to go around and I'm going to aggressively take advantage and get as much as I can. Why? Because I deserve it more than everybody else does. So a lot of people, many in the crowd that day, believed that God's love, mercy, and grace was for them and their small little circle and they were not willing to extend God's mercy and grace and to allow that maybe there's enough of God's love, mercy, and grace to be extended to others like Gentiles or like Samaritans or like women or foreigners or tax collectors or whoever. You get the idea. There's plenty for me. In fact, I think I'm just going to take all of God's love, mercy, and grace and I'm going to build a big old barn and I'm going to stockpile it in there for myself and my friends. And then we're just all going to have a party and we're going to say, eat, drink and be merry because we're God's favorites. We're God's favorites. I'm very certain that we are. I'm very certain that the way we look at things is just the right way. Y'all, that is a kind of greed. Beware of all kinds of greed. The idea, living a life that, that, that looks at God and says, there's just not enough to go around. I need to get all I can and can all I get, you know. 
Watch out, Jesus said. You're going to get hurt and you're going to hurt others. Being greedy toward things might make you wealthy and rich in life, but it, mo- it won't make you rich toward God, which is kind of the point Jesus is making in Luke 12, 21. Being greedy over God's love, mercy, and grace might make you popular with people that think like you do, but it is not a life that is rich toward God. That kind of living has a warning label. That kind of living has a beware in front of it. And bewares exist. Warning labels exist because we, you and me, we are prone to misuse things and to hurt ourselves and to go past boundaries. Brothers and sisters, let's don't peel off the warning label on the gospel because it's there for us. It's there for us. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for for loving us enough to warn us because our our very lives, our very souls are are in danger when we live a life that is self-focused. Our very lives are in danger when we live a life that ignores the needs of others. God, help us to remember that you are more than enough. You are more than enough for every need that we have and for our neighbors as well. You are more than enough. Your, your grace and your love and your mercy and your steadfast loving kindness will never end. So God, help us to heed the warning so that we don't hurt ourselves and others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our closing hymn will be number 382, Have Thine Own Way. Lord, it's a hymn, but it's also a prayer. And it's also echo of the Lord's Prayer. Have Thine Own Way, Lord. As we sing this, I want to remind you, as always, our altar is open for prayer. If you want to come and pray, if you have a burden that you're carrying and you need to lay it down at the altar and you, you want me to pray with you, I will. If you want to pray by yourself or grab the hand and bring a friend, uh, then, then please do. And I also want to tell you that the doors of the church are open. If you want to, to join today, if you want to um, join today by the profession of your faith, your public profession of faith, or, or by moving your membership from another church or another denomination then the doors of the church are open as we sing our hymn, uh, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Let's stand together as we sing.
Now to the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think, to him be all honor and glory forever. Amen.